You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. I'm a writer and producer. I live in Pasadena, California with my two college-age sons, my husband, and my dog. <laughs> I'm Liz Dolan. I'm a corporate executive. Some of the time. Not currently, but who knows? Uh, I'm a podcaster also some of the time. And I live in Santa Monica, California with my dog, Hooper. I'm Julie Dolan. I live in Dallas, Texas, but I've moved 14 times in my married life. Um <laughs> Some of those were overseas. Uh, I'm an empty nester. I'm an urban nana and a podcaster. Fantastic. Well, sisters, happy to be here today. We have a fun show lined up for the we week. We do, yeah. yes. I feel this is a Despite good... Despite what you may think, there are fun things going on in the world. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well, it's summertime. We should have fun. That's yes, what I think. Yes, we, we should. What did we used to call it? We used to have a name for summer... <laughs> Our summer fun time. Um, what, we had a whole... We did. We yeah. had a hashtag yep. related to this. It'll come to us. It'll come to <laughs> us. That's how long we've been doing this show. <laughs> Summer we, of love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we did a summer of love. We did That's do true. a summer of love. Yeah, yeah wow. we did that. We did. We it's all every- in the archive. If yeah. you go to SatelliteSisters.com, go listen to the shows. You can listen to a lot of shows. We've got a million of them. Well, here's what we have on tap today. Julie, you have a whole, you have a follow-up to last week, a pregnancy block. You have a whole block yeah. about pregnancy. Well, I'm calling it a pod, Leanne, because I thought that sounded more maternal. But yes, <laughs> I'm doing a pregnancy po- uh, pod. Just big news all around the world about pregnancies, births, and maternity leaves. Okay. And, and generally good news this week. Last week it was bad news. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I, yeah, uh, the, yes. We're going, to, we're going to emphasize the positive on this show. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have a magazine roundup. We always love that. Yes. Uh, one woman keeping the magazine business alive. So I have stories for you from Health Magazine, Coastal Living. Ooh. And, and- <laughs> <laughs> the hard-hitting That's journalism so from I'm coastal Dallas, living. Texas, Leanne. I'm not near any coast. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you need to read it, Julie. That's right. And O Magazine. Okay, Liz. Liz Dolan, Private Eye. This and is exciting. This we have a exciting. mystery to reveal. We have a mystery in the making. It's not like I have the beginning, middle, and end of the mystery. I have the beginning and the middle. Who knows how this will end? I have no idea. Liz, you went to that birthday party this weekend, too, and people want to know, what was the entertainment? I'm going to spill all. all right. It was good. It was it was great. And then, Julie, speaking of entertainment, you have an entertaining sister's report on a documentary you saw. Which one? Uh, it's the Mr. Rogers movie, Leanne. I highly recommend it, and I'm going to tell you why. Also, our to-do list this week, Julie sent in just a couple of words about her to-do list. <laughs> I am intrigued. Yes. Surprising. I said, don't tell me. I just wait on the show. I want you to explain these several words you sent us about your to-do list. (laughs) So that is all coming up on Satellite Sisters. Um, But, Leon, first I want to say, like, all weekend I was highly entertained by your tweets. You were festivaling this weekend. You were, like, you were the cool kid out there at a music festival. Liz, I'm proud. In your Lands End SPF 50 dress, Lynn. That had me laughing all weekend. I got to follow up on just, that, y'all. Got to follow up. Just the thought of that. Okay. So 
Yes, Liz. This weekend, I went to a music festival called the Arroyo Seco Weekend. Now, it's put on by Golden Voice, which are the same people that stage Coachella. Uh-huh. So, And it started last year. It's literally in my backyard. So I don't get that much extra credit for going because I can walk to it. But I did buy the two-day pass this year. After using the one-day pass last year, I decided I'm all in on the Arroyo Festival weekend. Nice. Now, it had been a long time since I'd been to a weekend festival. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't need to explain that to us. No, Julie, no, wouldn't you we have assumed that? Go into numbers, Leon. <laughs> yeah. It would probably be best. It's kind of demoralizing, actually, when you think about it. So I was proud of me, actually, because by like the first day, I have to admit, I wasn't sure I was fully in the festival spirit. But by day two, I was festivaling. I was ready to go. I was excited. Okay. I was committed to the idea of just seeing a lot of bands and letting it all happen and trying not to be too uptight about all the people talking at the music <laughs> festival. So, okay. So a couple of highlights from the weekend. I was drawn to this one, one, because we can walk to it. It's literally <laughs> on the golf course in front of the Rose Bowl. Excellent. Two, some really good bands. Yeah. There was a, two categories, bands I wanted to see. And then bands, I wanted to see one more time. You mean like before they die? Yes, Liz. Or I die. Either one, Liz. Just those two categories. So in the bands I wanted to see, big draw for me was Jack White. Oh, I like Jack White. Jack White of the White Stripes and the Rock on Tours. And now just Jack White of Jack White. Okay. We had tried to buy tickets to his show, his standalone show in Santa Barbara earlier. Shut out. Couldn't get any tickets. So when I saw he was headlining, I was in for that day for sure. Uh, the next day, I wanted to see Kings of Leon. You know, that's a band oh, yes, I like. I love them. Yeah, they're good. They, they were brother. You know, the brothers front the band. They had some fallout after the first big album and all the Grammys. There was some rehab, but now they're back, Kings of Leon. So, you know, those are some artists mm-hmm. I wanted to see. And then the artists I wanted to see one more time, like, I'm not really a big nostalgia rock and roll person right like if flock of seagulls were playing at my neighbor's house i wouldn't go because that would be <laughs> depressing you know or like yeah. i'm not really into geezer rock like that's not my thing mm-hmm. uh so but there are a couple of bands that i think are still making interesting music and have special meaning to me that i wanted to see like are they still hanging on how are they doing so that was like the Violent Femmes. Oh, you always big, loved the Violent Femmes. I always Femmes. loved the Violent Femmes. Wasn't so, that like one of your first ever concerts? Yeah, you saw was, the Violent Femmes in New Haven, Connecticut. Thank you, Liz. Yeah, in the grotto. <laughs> tiny, tiny bar. Yeah, in 1983. Uh, in your ripped three. jeans. You were wearing those. <laughs> I, <stuff. laughs> yeah. And they're back, Jewel. Ripped jeans are back. I know that. That's the good <laughs> news. <laughs> So the Violent Femmes, the Pretenders. I have always loved the Pretenders. I love Chrissy Hind. I was hoping she was still hanging on. Los Lobos, which is a great L.A. band. I love them. And then Aaron Neville was playing. Oh, Uh, wow. I know. You know, and Aaron, he's 78 years old now. And he his, is? Oh. And his brother, Charles, just died. You know, very sad. Mm-hmm. Charles died like uh, six months, six weeks right. ago, very recently of cancer. So when I saw Aaron Neville was playing, I was like, you know what? I would love to see Aaron Neville live one more time. Mm-hmm. And Liz, it all paid off for me, <laughs> I have to say. I mean, can I just say, first of all, we should all have Chrissy Hind as our aging role model. Now, she is the lead singer of The Pretenders. She's a real rock and roller. Like, she's a real guitarist, can really write. Like, she was never just the cute girl that fronted the band. She was the band. Mm -hmm. That's set. So how old is she? How old is she? I I looked it up. I I said, you know, she must be in her mid-60s. She's 67. I looked it up because some young whippersnappers next to me said, how old do you think she is? Like 50? 
I was like, okay, dudes. I mean, that is, I mean, she looks great, but that's not what 50 looks like. And her first album came out in like 79. So no, she's not 50. But, um, but she now, you know, Chrissy did some hard living, you know, yeah. she was with uh, Ray Davies of the Kinks and she was with Jim Kerr of Simple Minds and then she married in a sculptor and, you know, but now she's a vegetarian. She's an animal rights activist. She's a practicing Buddhist and she can rock and roll. She's 67. She was fantastic. I would say the Pretender set was the biggest surprise of all. Like they were great. Still, that is great to hear. Still, the, right. So if you were out, uh, they're out and around all summer. If you're thinking, I'd like to see the Pretenders again, but I'm not so sure, go. Fantastic. Because she's got the original drummer, but then the whole rest of her band is just young guys who are killing it up there. <laughs> and she's keeping up with them. She's great. And uh, she was wearing a, a T-shirt, you know, because she's Chrissy Hine that said, don't pet me. I'm working. <laughs> Which I love. Attitude. She always had the attitude. And then and then and then before she ripped into one of their big hits, she said, All right, this song is for your mother. And then she played back on the chain gang. Which <laughs> oh, I love that. She's the best. All right, shout out to Alanis Morissette. Wow. Okay. That is Ooh. an artist. People love her. Like that was exactly the demographic of this concert. Like people who love Alanis Morissette. You know, slightly some were slightly older, some were a little bit younger. But I thought I was worried no one would come to see Alanis. I don't know why. I felt like, you know, I was felt sorry. I was concerned. Uh, You couldn't even breathe. I mean, there were so many people. The love was so strong for Alanis. The warm feelings. She looked happy and great. You know, she just was running around on stage. She also had a statement T-shirt on that said her on the front and then man on the back. I was like, her man? Herman? Her? I don't know what that meant. <laughs> you guys can figure it out. <laughs> I can say. That's is, open to a lot of speculation and interpretation. Is she Provocative. Alanis is always provocative. She was fantastic. So, again, if she's out on tour and you're wondering, will she still be vibrant? Yes, she's still vibrant and relative and great. She has a great band with her. So the whole thing was just really fun. I mean, and then Jack White. I just love him. I love him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if so, I... Leanne, for for some of us uh, who haven't been to festivals recently, yeah. are you, like, sitting in seats or are you <laughs> wandering around? Have you pitched a tent at this festival? Julie, these are all... All, these... all happening in the Rose Bowl, so you're in a seat, These right? are all good questions. No, none of it actually happens in the Rose Bowl. So it happens oh. on the golf course behind it. It's three open stages. There are standing only areas and then there were blanket areas uh-huh. uh what we did last year we learned a, a quick lesson when we went to see weezer we put our blanket down early we had great seats they readjusted some of the blanket chair policies jill just so you know but i we went in early i put my blanket down near the main stage like off to the left there was a vip section on the other side we're not VIPs. We're just general admissions <laughs> people. That's my ethos. That's what I believe in. So we brought blankets. Of course, the first thing my son said was, oh, we didn't bring any chairs. I was like, I, I am not the only one running this show. If you wanted a chair. Should have brought a chair. But we found we want we knew we wanted to see like three the pretenders, Jack White and then Neil Young was playing. We wanted to see those three bands right in a row. But then you're free to wander. Then mm-hmm. you go to the smaller stages and you can sit or you can stand. There are no actual seating sections. You have to bring a chair if you want. But it's festivaling, Julie. I know I had to relax. <laughs> the first day I was very uptight. I did not understand why people would go stand very close to the stage and try to scream over the pretenders. Like if you want to carry on a conversation 
go a hundred yards away where there's a fish taco. probably a beer garden a there. A fish right? taco. <laughs> there was so much good food and beer, Liz. That's their whole thing. Like all these local craft beers and cocktails. And we had like lobster tacos. And oh, nice. the food is fantastic. And, you know, kids are free under 10. So there were families and kids and art installations and stuff. There were couches at various places. Go sit in the couch, as we did when we heard Irma Thomas from New Orleans. She sat on a couch (laughs) and listened to Irma Thomas, and she was great. Now, how old is she? She must be pretty old. She's pretty old, too. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's pretty old. But, you know, it was just, once I let down, like, the next day, I just relaxed a little bit, got on board with it, had my sunscreen, my free water, ate those kind bars I kept handing out. It was fantastic. So, Julie, I have to say, to get back to your point, to the Land's End wear, okay? So I get my yes. land, I, I, I get the Land's End dress I've ordered, which is like, you know, SPS 50. And I swear in the reviews, it said, no, you can wear this out to dinner. Well, I don't know where anyone's wearing this thing out to dinner, oh. unless you're eating dinner on a boat, because <laughs> I got it. I was like, this is like wearing a, a trash bag. To, I can't wear this. Okay. So... But then I think, you know what? I have that cute uh, mod cloth dress. I have all yes. this. So oh, that's, right. I, I just, I that's upgraded. That's festival wear. Festival wear, yes. Liz. That's it. I mean, I wasn't going to be wearing flowers in my hair and those hippie chip things. Maybe women, next year. Women, No, never, Liz. That's not me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cede that to the 20-year-olds and the 30-year-olds who can wear the fringe and the bikini tops and whatever. Uh-huh. I'm fine. My mod cloth dress. At one point, I literally did a check. I had my me undies on, my third love bra. My mod cloth dress. I had Rothy's. <laughs> I had. I didn't want to. Were wear you the... carrying anything in your Dagny Dover bag? <laughs> I had my Fit Fab Fun bag, the stripe okay. bag. I mean, li- I mean, literally, I had my fully sponsored Tula sunscreen on. <laughs> I was fully sponsored. But here's the thing, Joel. So I'm standing at the the Violent Femmes. The women next to me, they are me. They are women in their mid fifties who must have loved the Violent Femmes 35 years ago, as I did. They know every single word to every single song, as I do. And they are in complete head-to-toe Land's End beach living wear. <laughs> they have the skirts on, the sunscreen shirts, and all I could think of was, I made the right choice with the mod cloth. But okay. they were enjoying themselves so much. It was just, it was really fun. I, I have to say, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it once I gave myself over to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of things I'll never do. I'll never like Led Zeppelin. I don't care. So Robert Plant was playing. Too late for you. Just all too late. Just everything about it. And mm-hmm. that just, but, you know, people. And how about Neil Young? You didn't mention Neil as a highlight, but. Yeah, you know, he's a heavy hitter. He is a heavy hitter. He's a little old, too. He's still doing the job. He's, you know, he's Neil Young. So he's a fantastic musician, and he's reached the point where he can just do whatever Neil Young wants to do. So he just doesn't care. I said to Sheila when she texted me, How is Neil Young? I said, I think Daryl Hannah is the symptom, not the cause. (laughs) Because, you know, he left his nice wife of 25 years for Daryl. Didn't mm. know that. Oh, yeah, Liz. Mm. A couple of years ago. Yeah. So that whole silver and gold album from the 90s, the most beautiful album written about. Yeah. Be- no, it's over now. He's with Daryl Hannah. Neil cares about Neil. So he opened with a, not kidding, no exaggeration, 20-minute guitar solo. Oh. oh so, I, I, so, you know, if you're, you're too s- uptight for if, that. I'm so uptight. <laughs> I, I can't. Ain't nobody got time for that, Liz. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Brooks was with us, and Barrick's like, he was the last act on the first night. And it's like, just stay for one song. 
Well, jokes on Brooks because it was a 20 minute song. He's like, can I leave now? (laughs) So, you know, I'm sure if you were a diehard Neil Young fan, you would have thought, oh, that's Neil. He's Mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. You know, wasn't my thing. So, uh, again, bring back Chrissy, Chrissy Hine (laughs) and Jack White. That that paid the rent. That was fantastic for me. But I well, have good to- for you for going, Leanne, for getting into the festival mood mm-hmm. and encouraging the rest of it. It's inspiring, Leanne. It I is. Think. You know, it was more fun than I thought. But I did talk to a friend of mine. She said, oh, my husband went the first day and then he remembered I hate music festivals and gave his ticket <laughs> away the second day. <laughs> so it is a different way to see, a, you know, an act. Yeah. But it's a reminder that some of these musicians that have been around a long time, like if you've been around a long time, like Aaron Neville, it's because you're fantastic. Yeah. You know, you don't you can't perform an hour long set, you know, 50 years into your career unless you're really that mm-hmm. good. And they bring fantastic musicians with them. You know, they start with great material like the Violent Femmes, but then they had like a whole brass section and a rhythm section. And it's just I love seeing great musicians work. And that's mm-hmm. what it was like. There was no, there were no amateurs on stage. Mm-hmm. This was just like people who had really earned their right to be up there. They had an hour's worth of music and they pulled it, put it all out there. I loved it. It was super We fun. would see the Nevilles, Julie, when you were living in New Orleans, they were, the yes. Nevilles were always playing around. Certainly yeah. we'd go to the New the Orleans Jazz, jazz, jazz and Heritage, Heritage Festival. Yeah. yeah, they closed, they traditionally closed every Jazz Fest. They, they yeah. retired as a band in 2012, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was very sweet to hear Aaron talk about his brother. He was wearing the tie-dyed shirt that his brother always wears. Oh, so it really oh, choked me up. Yeah. So it, that was Sunday night. <laughs> I, I left Robert Plant. I was like, I'm going to see Aaron Nevin now. Goodbye. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, all you Led Zeppelin fans. I, I, I like the personal relationship that you're able to uh, establish with the artist's land. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> I feel close to some of them. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, you know, that's the thing about music. It triggers great memories and and it's your formative years. It is, but but sometimes you want to leave it as such. You know, you don't want to ru- you want to ruin that by again flock of seagulls. But you know, but these were great bands, so I was really happy to be there. It was fun. I'll definitely go back next year. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right. So good luck out there, Satellite Sisters. If yeah. you have music festivals in your town, do a little festivaling. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Who are you willing to turn out to and see? And what you're wearing. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. you're wearing, what you're eating. Yeah. We'd yeah. like to know. Yeah. We recommend the Mod Cloth, but do you do you. You know, you Mod know. Cloth is literally like the perfect, like the second day I wore my Mod Cloth shirt. Like it's literally the perfect festival wear shirt for women of all ages and uh-huh. all sizes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think our code is sisters. I, you know, so your <laughs> Mod Cloth. It's on the show notes. Yeah. It's not a, a sponsor today, but they have the perfect festival wear. So, All right. So one last thing I wanted to mention, shifting gears a little bit before we go to um, a couple of today's sponsors, is um, Google. Thank you very much. Google has finally joined the Satellite Sisterhood. You know how? <laughs> did you know how they did this? No. Google finally this week introduced their own podcast app. Did you ever notice that, like on iTunes, you have the podcast? I mean, right. on your iPhone, you have the podcast app. It's like. Always Uh there, what they call a native app. Well, Google never really had one of those. So you would download Stitcher, Podbean, or all of the other things. Well, last week, boom, it's like a surprise Jay-Z and Beyonce album that just dropped. (laughs) That's what what Google kind of did with the podcast app. So I encourage you, if you are Android out there, 
I encourage you to try it. Just go try the new Google Podcast app. We should be listed in there. So download it to your phone if it didn't automatically load and then subscribe to our show. It's really helpful to us if you subscribe. It's it's obviously going to be a big platform. So we would appreciate it. But also I want to know, like, what's it like? How is it working for you? We don't have any Androids in the family, right? We're so completely bought into the Apple ecosystem that I, I, would, I would like some firsthand commentary on how the new Google Podcast app is working for you. So give it a go and let us know. Fantastic. Great. Okay, now we're back and Julie's working the pregnancy beat, right, Julie? I know. Well, it's the maternity <laughs> ward this week and I'm very, I've got some happy baby news. Can we start first with the wonderful news that Chip and Joanna Gaines, you know, we love them. They were the stars of the HGTV a hit series, Fixer Upper. They just had their fifth baby, Leanne, a boy. Okay. Oh, a boy. And, and they had a boy and his name is Crew. C-R-E-W, crew, crew huh. gains. Huh. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, and so a couple of things. It's a departure because, um, as you probably know from watching the show, that their two other sons both have names that begin with D. So they didn't go with another D name for their third son. Uh, but Wow, that uh, is big news. That's, <laughs> that's, that's well, huge. That's the kind of work I do for yeah. you here. Uh, so... Uh, there's some lovely pictures online of Joanna um, holding the baby. The baby a crew came two and a half weeks early, oh. which is a lot. You know, that's a yeah. lot. But this is her fifth child. And I guess everything moved along pretty quickly. But you've got to be happy for them. I mean, they were at their peak in terms of success and popularity. And they decided to sort of dial it back and uh, take a break from their show. I don't think it's going to be forever. I believe They'll be that back. Are you kidding? Don't yes. you think yeah. so? Yeah. Don't you think so? I, I read something insane. Like she sold her cookbook, which again, yeah. she's not a cook. So let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she's puts big clocks on walls. Uh, I mean, I love her. She's charming. Land. But her cookbook sold something like 250,000 copies in the first week. Really? Yes. So I don't think we have to worry about her TV. Like, they're still moving on with their business. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they're still. And if you go that's to a lot Texas, of cookbooks. You can, you can go to Magnolia, their big store there. Been and, to Magnolia, uh, right, Julie? And you can go to Waco, Texas, and you can go to their store, Magnolia, when you're there. I mean, they've really sort of rebuilt a whole section. <laughs> section of Waco, Texas. And it's much more pleasant now that it's been, uh, they've done a little fixer upper on that section of town <laughs> in Waco. So you want to do that, but I'm happy for that. Yes. I wish them all the best. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, they have yeah. a lot of business lines. I wouldn't worry about them and welcome to crew. And now they have a crew. Too. <laughs> now they have a crew. So they're good. Now the other birth I'm really excited about, and I want everybody else to get really excited about is the prime minister of New Zealand. Yacinda Ardern is her name. She's 37 years old. Okay, so first of all, she's the youngest prime minister, you know, female prime minister ever. Okay, and she's only the second elected leader to ever give birth while she's in office. She um, she just had a baby. Um, Now, she's not married, but she has a partner. His name is Clark, and uh, he's adorable, too. And he is the host of a popular fishing show in New Zealand. Wow. And get get this, get this. The name of the show is called Fish of the Day. Okay, now isn't that cute? That's pretty cute. Okay, so Clark <laughs> and Yacinda, they're adorable. 
And they've, they've said it's not deliberate that they're not married. So they're not consciously uncoupling or decoupling. I do believe they want to couple. They just haven't, she said, we just haven't gotten around to it yet. Sure, but they've they, been busy. They're very busy because she is prime minister and Clark, uh, Clark is, you know, he's got the fish of the day. So he's, he's busy, but they had a beautiful baby girl and they gave her a name that's a little complicated. So let's pay attention here. Mm-hmm. The first name is Neve, which is very pretty. And Leon, this name Neve is actually inspired according to Yacinda and her husband, Clark from the Gaelic name Neum. Leon, which oh. means bright and radiant. Oh. Now, your name is Leon, which <laughs> allegedly was inspired by our parents from the Gaelic name Liam. But maybe our parents got that wrong. <laughs> and maybe they were trying to name you Leon, Neam, which means bright and radiant. Which so would I have sh- been even more complicated. Yeah, I, I think I should change my name to Neve. is the moral of this story. A name <laughs> yeah, I so like Neve very much. Neve is her first name, and then she has a beautiful middle name, Te Aurore, uh, which means love in Maori, which is nice. And then she has both her mother and her father's uh, Ardern, Ardern and Gayford as a last name. Oof. So she's got a lot of names. A lot of names. So, but what's so nice about them is they had some lovely footage of this uh, couple coming out of the hospital. There she is, the Prime Minister Yacinda. She's carrying Neve. They're walking out, no wheelchair for her. And she is just uh, beaming. She is so happy and so thankful. She is planning to take six weeks maternity leave, even though technically she qualifies for a 16-week maternity leave. And one of her big things as a politician has been to increase and extend the maternity leaves that are available in New Zealand. So um, I would suggest, as Urban Nana, I would suggest that she rethink only taking six weeks. I understand she's prime minister and all of that. That's a lot of pressure. But I think that, you know, I think she would probably do better if she took more time off, in my humble opinion. You should tweet that at her. Just tweet that at her. Yeah. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Okay, but I'm excited about this couple and Clark. Um... In between doing his popular fishing show, he's going to be the stay-at-home dad to take care of Neve. Mm-hmm. So this is a couple we can really get behind. We can root for. She is such a great role model. There she is as prime minister holding her newborn baby. And just uh, just all the way around, that's a happy tale. So I, I, I want to encourage people to check that out. Okay. And then my third story is about Serena Williams, who you know, she is the greatest uh, female tennis player of all time, okay? And that uh, she took a maternity leave uh, uh, when uh, when she had, well, it wasn't really an official maternity leave. She won the Australian Open, and then she decided, when when she was pregnant with with her child, and then decided to take some time off. So she was... She was the number one ranking in the world when she won the Australian Open. She gave birth to a baby. She came back this season to play the Grand Slams, and they rank her 183rd. Okay. At the French Open, right? I would say that is a pregnancy penalty. (laughs) Uh, So... So, which meant that when she went to the French Open, she was an unseated player. And uh, in tennis tournaments, the better players, they're usually given a bye in the first couple of rounds. Uh, so, 
but uh, she had to play all the way through. She withdrew from the French Open due to an unrelated injury, but uh, that was just not right. You know that? Uh, so the U.S. Open is uh, it's coming up later this summer, and the U.S. Open for the first time ever has announced that they are going to work out a uh, an arrangement. Uh, they're going to update their seeding policy to take into account a player who is returning from pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Do you think so? Uh, I mean, this is... <laughs> Serena Williams has won 23 Grand Slam singles titles, okay? And they wanted her to play, you know, as an unseated player. I mean, just because she had a baby and took some time off. I, I just, just I'm not just, right. I'm just surprised that it has taken women's tennis this long because Serena Williams is not the first, nor will she be the last woman right. uh, athlete to have a baby and return. To, uh, to playing tennis. I mean, they're not injured. They're having right, a baby, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I just don't even understand why it's taken th th this long. And also part of the point of seeding players is you distribute them through the draw, right? It makes for a right. better tournament. So you right. don't have people randomly like the number one player playing the number two player in the first round. You know, exactly. they sort of s distribute them through the draw. And just so we were thinking about this, Julie, you had raised this as an issue. And the other night, I'm going to tell you about the birthday party that I was at. But the friend whose party, it was, it was a birthday party for my friend who spent her entire career at CBS Sports. So there were a lot of sports people there. And coming back from the party, I actually got a ride with Mary Carrillo, who does the U.S. Open <laughs> yes. for CBS. Of course, of course you did. <laughs> so we started talking about this, though, Julie, because she loves Serena. And she just thinks Serena's going to come all the way back, have no doubt. Serena, right. Serena is going to be, if anyone can do this Serena can. And she said, by the way, the other players in the draw, they don't want to bump into Serena in the first or second round. How would you feel if you were one of the top ranked players in the world? And in your first round match, you get Serena Williams. That is, yeah. it's not good for the public. It's not good for the players. It's not good for the tournament. So anyway, so that's a little insight from the, you know, the backseat of the car coming back the other night. And so it makes sense to have, you know, to have a maternity policy. I, I just, it's so surprising that they, that this is the first time that it's ever come up. Right, because it really it's a relatively ridiculous. small organization that is made up entirely of women. Yes. So, it, you know, and there have been a couple of other tournament yeah. winners who have had kids and had to go through the qualifying it's crazy that they couldn't have just said, oh, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Right, we're, you get to make up your own we're rules. We're 200 women. It's, yes. We're run by women. We're, okay, yeah, this seems fair. I yeah. just That's the crazy. So it's just like you imagine trying the rest of corporate America, like if the WTA can't even, or the <laughs> USTA, whatever, yeah. it's the WTA, if they can't even figure it out and take some 10 years, it's nuts. So I'm, I'm happy that Serena's getting that. And I have no doubt she will be back in other players, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. there are lots yeah. of other players in different sports. So, okay, Julie, good pregnancy pod. Um, now I have the magazine roundup. So, <laughs> okay. I know we want to get, get to Liz Dolan Private Eye, but I'm out there reading magazines for you from this month's Health Magazine. Liz, I saw this and I thought of you. The headline, of course, is Work Out With Your Pup. Excellent ways to get fit with your furry friend this summer, okay? <laughs> okay. There are all kinds of excellent things. I can't imagine Hooper doing the stand-up paddleboard with you, but maybe. Maybe that's his thing. No. But here's something I saw caught my eye. Like Fitbit, but for your dogs. Do you know now there is a 
activity tracker called Fitbark. Okay, it mon- <laughs> it's a funny name. This okay. is true. Monitors your pet's activities, and you can sync it with your own Fitbit. Now, at first, I thought this is ridiculous because I have the unpopular opinion that dogs are not people. So I don't like dogs wearing clothes or having birthday parties <laughs> or going to the spa. Like, so I was thinking, why do dogs need a fitness tracker? But mm-hmm. then, Liz, I thought about your Operation Sea Turtle thing mm-hmm. because it says here in the health article, don't be surprised if your dog becomes your biggest motivator because you can line it up and track your fitness activity mm-hmm. with your dogs oh. and you'll get competitive and imagine if you wanted to match Hooper's steps yeah he has the world's shortest leg he's got these tiny stubby legs he must take a hundred steps to your one <laughs> liz you could be walking all night just That's try to true, catch Leanne. up with hooper so i don't want you to put hooper in a dress or give him a birthday party but you might want to get a step counter a fit bark okay yeah, it's a doggable liz it's a doggable there you go Thought nice. of you all right from this month's Coastal living. Just look at the cover of this magazine, Liz. You want to live there, right? I don't live on the coast either, Julie. That doesn't mean I can't enjoy the thought of coastal living. Secrets of Summer, this issue is a fantastic issue. I just want to shout out, if you haven't picked it up, they have a whole list on seafood dives and drives, like great seafood Mm -hmm. all over the country. By category, you want to get this, some great ice cream sundae recommendations, good recipes. But this is what I was interested in, tasty gin and tonics. (laughs) Tasty, tasty gin and tonics. Aren't they all tasty? Some are more tasty than others? Liz, I don't think I've had a gin and tonic in 25 years. And this is my dilemma. I have some high-value house guests coming in shortly. Uh You know, house (laughs) guests. High-value house guests. Yeah, not just your run-of-the-mill house guests, but house guests that are going to expect some tasty gin and tonics. (laughs) And I really don't even know how to make a drink. Like, Uh we don't really have gin and tonics or gin and anything or vodka and anything like this could be your summer this is it i was and i was starting to panic like i wouldn't even know what kind of gin to buy what's i should maybe start testing things because i want to be able to say oh look what i, I don't have think for you. you should take up testing gin <laughs> just, just, so. just as, a, as your sister <laughs> but here six recipes for tasty gin and tonic they're shaking up the iconic drink list they're shaking it up here what living. are the twists on gin and tonic? You Is know, it... add a little rose water. Here's oh. the Mediterranean G&T that has a, a touch of olive or- oil. Orange bitters. <laughs> no. no, I'm sorry. It has what in it? Orange or- bitters. Oh, Which nice. that tastes oh. pretty good. Does That sounds pretty good. All right. Here's one that has like a bittersweet gin and tonic that you have a little liqueur in it. An herbal one. Look, you have your little uh, your cucumber. Oh, the cucumber. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, that's that's good. That's that just like looks so cool. Yeah. I know, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this for my high value. I have three <laughs> okay. weeks before they arrive. I'm ready to go. I'm gonna be ready. <laughs> maybe you can test on some of your low value guests. <laughs> yeah, you got maybe you can come over before. <laughs> okay, and then lastly from O Magazine. Okay, this is the whole issue. What would make you happy? You know what? Because people aren't talking about happiness enough. That's a fresh topic. Uh, and O Magazine, I don't know if you know, but it's basically become the Elizabeth Gilbert magazine. That's have you, fine. Have you noticed that? Like either they're interviewing Elizabeth Gilbert <laughs> or they're reviewing Elizabeth Gilbert's uh-huh. book or she's done a soul series. I don't know why they just don't name it E Magazine, but okay. But I like Elizabeth Gilbert. And she this this was her her tip for happiness. And it just, I thought was a good reminder for the summertime. 
Become the thing. She reveals the source of true joy, sinking fully into what makes you, you. Obligations be damned. And there's a lot to that. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought about that this weekend at the music festival. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love music. I love, like, dancing and stuff. I love, this makes me happy. So I should stop moaning about the people talking <laughs> during the sets yes. and just enjoy Be the music. happy. So she recommends just complete and total absorption in your activity. And she talks about it in terms of reading has always been her first love. And she's never going to feel guilty about it. And sometimes if she wants to spend the day reading, that's what makes Elizabeth Gilbert Elizabeth Gilbert. And she's going to do it. But I thought about, Julie, when you went to the Australian Open and you said, like, we were fully into it, like three days, tennis, morning, noon and night. And it was fantastic. Right. You didn't. Right. I mean, it's not changing anybody's life, the Australian Open. But for three days, you were fully absorbed in that activity. So I like that. I just wanted to pass that along as people are going off on their summer vacations or I have to think of what that will be for me this. Yeah, because, you know, mindfulness, that's one thing. That's but like absorption in an activity you love. Oh, yes. Okay, that's kind of a fresh idea. Yeah. So well done, Elizabeth. Thank Gilbert. you. That's good, Liam. Thank that's you, E Magazine. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> From E, I mean O Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my magazine roundup. Okay, I just want to give you a quick recap of where we are in the saga of Liz Dolan Private Eye. Okay, <laughs> this mystery is too complex for me to give you like all of the steps in the investigation so far. But here's where we are. We have a mystery on our hands here at Satellite Sisters HQ. It's either a giant fraud or a giant windfall, right? So (laughs) one of those would be bad and one of those would be good. So last week we received a long lost letter. Leon, somehow you got it, right? And it was a letter from American Express saying they owed us a lot of money. And but it said we had to file for this money by a date that had long since passed. Right. Because the letter was addressed to a um, an address of the accountant we no longer use, and it had an incorrect version of our company name on it. Anyway, it was just out and about, like wandering the earth, and finally got to us too late. But it so, was sort of a surprising amount of money. Yes, yes, yes. Like you would, you would sit up and take notice. Yeah, of thousands that. of dollars. Yes. So yeah, you, you would, don't. Well, you you wouldn't pass up the opportunity. Right. Right. So um, so I thought, okay, there's an email address here. I'm going to email them and say, I missed the deadline. Do I still respond to you? Like, what do I do now? And so that's what I did. And I got a super helpful but also super casual email back from the person that was allegedly American Express. Like, hey, Liz, how you doing today? <laughs> kind of casual. So that was a automatic red flag. That's right. like, this must be fake. This is not... Why would American Express be calling me Liz when my full name is Elizabeth? Right, there's that. Then there's just the, the, the speed with which they responded and the casualness. So then, then Lee and you and I were sitting here last week. Now we're examining the letter. Yeah. Now I'm super suspicious. Right. And we're asking questions, Julie, like, well, if American Express owes us money, why don't they just credit us? Why, mm-hmm. why, do, we, uh, like, why do we have to jump through these hoops? So then I called the Amex number on my card. Right. I was like, mm, this could be a fake letter. So, and Leanne, you were here when I, I was here. Customer service. I think we'll call her Kelly. I th- that might have been her name. I don't remember. And I'm talking to Kelly. I explained the letter. 
And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, that is a scam. We do not have an unclaimed property department. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, really? Okay. I'm really glad I uh, I asked because here's the email address they gave me. And then I had this click, click, click. And all of a sudden, Kelly was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, this might be us. Oh, I think this is us. Wow. I really learned something here today. I guess we do have an unclaimed property department. And you know what? When your customer service person says that, that does not inspire confidence. I learned something here today. So that was not good. So even though she said, go for it, it's real, I, I did not believe her, even though she was on the, because they can spoof your email address. So then I emailed our new accountant, you know, longtime Satellite Sisters listener, Diane, uh, six hours later, got an email back, which I loved. I laughed out loud. Diane's email back said, what's in here? And she had done a lot of investigation into the scam. Her feeling was the this particular scam was not posted anywhere. It might be real. What I was supposed to do was get the letter notarized and sent it back in. Anyway, like I emailed the 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 person who emailed me, emailed that person back, have not heard back. So here's where this stands right now. Okay. I mailed off the notarized letter yeah. because I thought, what harm could there be? They didn't ask me for any personal information yet. I think what's going to happen is I'm going to hear back and they're going to ask for like bank information or right. something, right? If it's a scam, they'll ask me for more information. But if it's not a scam, we they're might get a check. Send you a check. So here's where we are. <laughs> then we're going to have a party and yeah. we're really going to enjoy have some summer fun. Giant fraud <laughs> or giant windfall. We have no idea. No idea. I will alert you when uh, when this all continues to unfold. Okay. There you have it. Well, if anyone else has had this happen, though, and you have yeah. any helpful information. Like an actual letter letter yeah. from American yeah. Express. About, yeah. yeah, they were going to send it to the state collection. They yeah, were, it was apparently go the to... state of California has a law. And right. They have to turn over the funds to the state of California. So this is the last step they take before they do that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But who can you believe? Who can you believe? Liz? Nobody. You don't know. Except for Watson. Yeah. I believe Watson. Liz Dolan and Watson are <laughs> on it. All right. Keep us posted, Liz. Okay. Keep us posted. All right. We're going to get to entertaining sisters and a few more things. But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors. It's like, okay. it's like Brooklyn, but with linen. Get it? <laughs> get it, Satellite Sisterhood? Brooklinen.com, promo code sisters. Okay. And we'll put, we'll okay. put, you know, we have all those links in the show notes, too. So, Julie, it's time for entertaining sisters. Oh, I have a great movie recommendation for you all this week. I would say run, don't don't walk to go see the documentary about Fred Rogers, which is called Won't You Be My Neighbor? I think you've heard about this, you know, Fred Rogers of the TV show, uh, uh, children's TV show. And this is the most inspiring documentary. I was afraid when I went to see it that it was going to be like an hour and a half of the, uh, you know, the Mr. Rogers show. It's not that. It Mm. is a very well done documentary about this very singular human being. That's the only way I can describe it. I mean, when you consider, you know, just... You know, first of all, he was a trained Presbyterian minister and he had extensive early childhood development education and his extraordinary focus on young children and television and what should be, you know, communicated uh, via that medium to young children. 
It's just amazing to see. I, I'm going to call this a tonic for our time, sisters. That's what I'm going to say, because <laughs> there was so much in the movie that I wish I had a pen and paper to write down some of the things that Fred Rogers said and how he said it. Um, so it's very inspiring. It's well worth seeing. And I think it's, you know, particularly at this time and place, you're all going to enjoy it. That's what I have tonic to say. Tonic for our times. A tonic so for our blurbable. Time. Yes. <laughs> that is great. You know what? I saw the trailer and I got so yep. choked up even watching the trailer, Julie, that I thought maybe the movie will make me too sad for a time gone by. It won't do that. No, I think you'll be inspired. You'll come out really uh, just feeling a little more centered, a little more mo- modulated, mo- moderated. Uh, <laughs> it's so well done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need a little modulation. Mo- yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on to my social notes. On last week's show, I mentioned that I was going to a good friend's big birthday bash o- over the weekend. I went. It was a party uh, lakeside in Westchester County, so super fun. There were all of these tragic weather forecasts about like thunder, lightning, rain. None of that happened. Oh, good. Very, very fun. And so my friend Suzanne, whose birthday it was, you know, we all know each other from being in the sports business. I was at Nike back in the day, but she was at CBS Sports, as I mentioned. And a lot of the people there are all people that, like, we met because we were all in different versions of the sports business, uh, television networks or sponsors or leagues or things. So um, it was funny. As you walked in, this is kind of a sports thing. She had made credentials for each of oh, us. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So, And on that's each cute. credential, she had a picture of either us together, like she and the person whose name it was, or some moment where she was there with you, where she had a picture of you there. So that was really fun. Ooh, wow, yes. that's, that's great. Yes, work. There yeah. was some production design yeah. that went into this thing. Then she had given very, very strong uh, direction there there was to be no video okay like nobody gets to make this happy video about my life I don't want to see any pictures of me as a baby but you know two-thirds of the you people have to at the party, the, oh, you have to overrule her. yeah you have yeah. to overrule that especially when almost everybody at the party works in the television business right. Julie. so this is what they do all day every day is produce video profiles of people <laughs> So, of course, they produced a video profile, which was very fun, and we all got to contribute to that. Um, and I got comic direction. They had told me, because people had some serious stories and things, that I should just try to make up the most outlandish story I possibly could of something that she did for me, and they would cut that through. And, and I think it kind of worked. I feel like I, I helped You delivered? My, yeah. Good. Uh, but th- there was some good comedy in there, including... Shout out to Jim Nance. You know Jim Nance yeah. from CBS Sports? Uh, yeah. He did a whole salute to her as if he thought he was supposed to be saluting Stan Smith, not oh. Suzanne Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you know, funny. that was funny, Jim. That's funny. Very funny. Anyway, but the real point of the party is that, like, this group of friends, we had all gotten to know each other, like, in our 30s. And Suzanne was really the glue to the group. And she would organize, like, girls' night out drinks like every three months or six months we would all get together in New York and sometimes 
I've been to one of those girls' night out parties with you, Liz. It was fun. I remember, yeah, one time because that's the time Robert Roberts was part of this group because she was Mm -hmm. at ESPN back in the day. And remember, they were filming a profile of her at the party that night, Julie. Anyway, (laughs) I know. You're just, your life was very meta. Very meta. You you don't just go out with your famous friends, (laughs) they're also filming your famous friends. Okay, carry on. Anyway, but here's the thing about girls' nights out or whatever you call it with your friends is you have these conversations that are meaningful years later. And that's why we have always said on Satellite Sisters, not every conversation will change your life, but any conversation can. And here's what happened to me twice on Saturday Night Sisters. Two different women came up and thanked me for advice I had, I had given them more than 10 years ago. Wow. You know? Yes. my friend, impressive. Yes. My friend Maggie came up. She said, I just need to thank you for, like, we had this conversation at Girls' Night Out like 10 years ago. My boss was making me miserable, and you told me I did not need to put up with that, that I should just, like, get myself organized and get out of there. And it took me a while, but I've gone off. I started my own business. It's a small number of partners. We love each other. And I think back to that conversation all the time as a real turning point. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to take this. There's no law that says I have to work for a jerk. So... And I didn't even remember having that conversation. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. going to ask you that if you had remembered. No, the but it's that. But those are the conversations we have with each other all the time when right. you're with your yeah. friends, and you just have no idea the impact it would have on you or on them. And then another woman, Terry, came up and said it was a version of the same thing. Uh, she was at the NBA at the time, working at the NBA, and she said she thought she could never really leave the league and do her own thing. And I was like, Yeah, you can. Yeah, you could totally do that. I Who mean, needs the NBA? Yes. <laughs> I think I had recently left Nike, so I must have been trying to talk everyone into leaving their jobs. (laughs) Anyway, she has her own business now, digital content platforms, whatever that is. But she made a point of saying uh, to me, coming over and saying, like, that conversation we had really gave me a whole new way of thinking about my own life. So that's why we do what we do. Just friends, I mean. I don't just mean satellites. Right. I mean, that's what we do for our friends, and that's what our friends do for us. So it made it, it was a super satisfying evening anyway, but it made it especially fun to hear that from two different women about conversations I did not recall. Fantastic, Liz. Well, that's why you have a work advice podcast called Safe for Work, right? Apparently, yes. Yes, right. If that if if you haven't listened to that yet and you want more Liz Dolanisms, you want her to change your life, Safe for Work. I mean, yes. she does it every week on this show, but... I, Liz, I try not nice. to, but apparently that's I can't very nice. Myself. Okay, one, one story I want to mention, but I'm just going to put a link in the Facebook group. Last week I talked about the scooters and that I had test-driven a scooter. I have a hilarious news story about the scooter backlash that I'll post in the Facebook group Great. with some funny photos along with this. Apparently, I'm not the only one that is feeling the scooter scourge. Okay, right. I'll just leave it at that. And for those of you who noted that you didn't realize that they were stand-up scooters, that they you thought you imagined me sitting on a scooter. Yeah, no, you're standing up basically on a skateboard. <laughs> so I'll just I'll just leave it at that. You'll be able to see from the pictures that that's what that was all about. Yeah, I don't mean to rush you, but we're running out of time, and I need to get to Julie's to do list, her mysterious oh yeah to do list. So want to leave enough time for that. Uh, first, we want to thank uh, we want to remind you that next week is our beach bag book special. Very okay? excited. About so that. for the Fourth of July, that's going to be your satellite sister show. We're going to talking to author Jenna Blum of The Lost Family. That's our Satellite Sister Summer Reed. 
We also have recommendations for audiobooks, fiction, and nonfiction, and we'll be posting our whole list at SatelliteSisters.com next week. That's the 4th of July special. We want to thank Wondry for their support and our wonderful engineer, Sergio Enriquez, for working OT today. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We'd like to thank our sponsors. We would like to thank Me Undies. So happy to have Me Undies on board. <laughs> Brooke Lennon. Thank you, Brooke Lennon. Framebridge, Lothies. Framebridge, loved that, and Nectar. And Nectar. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. I have a lot of papers here. Again, I just want to know what Julie's doing on this to-do list. <laughs> so, Julie, let's just go right to your to-do list. Okay. What, what's I'm happening? Just telling you, I had wrote on the, I wrote two words on my, uh, the notes, Leanne, Mount Kilimanjaro. That's what I put out there. Because one of my friends wants to climb Mount Kilimanjaro to mark a big birthday in her life. And she was talking to me about it. So I am considering it. And I want the Satellite Sisterhood to help me consider it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know several members of our listener group have already done it. Uh, I'm a little right. worried. Kathy about Douglas the is one that comes to mind. She kept yes. us like informed of her training program and her success. Like Mary's job. done it. Mary, yeah. yeah, Mary, yeah. So, so, and I wasn't going to invite you, Leanne, because I know you hate hiking. Yeah. But Liz, Liz, I'm I'm coming out to L.A. and okay. we're going to talk about Mount Kilimanjaro. Haven't you? You've been near Mount Kilimanjaro. I've been to Tanzania. Yes, right. I've been at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro, which... That's not what I'm talking about, I have about, flown Liz. over no, Mount talking. Kilimanjaro. Yeah, Corny has done it, too. Our yes, old executive I know. Producer. I have reached out to our executive, our former executive producer, Corny Cole, about this. So I'm just, I just need more information to When's, make my decision. When is your friend going? Does she have a date picked out? Uh, not yet. No, maybe in the uh, next winter. Yeah, so... Okay. There would be time to train. Yeah. Is this the same friend who talked you into Machu Picchu? No. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought you were going to commit, but it's still it's still interesting even to consider fact so, finding. Yeah. Good. Let's well, keep... I just said it out loud. It's pretty good. Yes. And I, I want to no. talk. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. No. Okay. I think that's a good idea. I was concerned that you had committed <laughs> to Mount Kilimanjaro without the right amount of fact finding. Got it. All right, Liz. You got anything on your to do list? Leanne, this week I'm going to make an appointment for my annual physical. I'm just debating, debating, debating. Do I make it like right now so my whole summer is healthier post-physical? Or do I make it for September so I'm building up to the physical? You know what I mean? Someday we got to have a a medical psychologist on, a psychologist (laughs) of medicine, whatever. We have to have someone dissect like... What is our issue with annual physicals? Like, <laughs> yeah. why do we do this to ourselves? Uh-huh. Someday we'll have that on. All right. And I just and have how about you? World Cup. World Cup. I'm oh. into it now. The knockout rounds are about to happen. You know, my team, I called it beforehand, Mexico. I was rooting for Mexico, our neighbors to the south. Yeah. So I'm... <laughs> I just so, don't. I, I don't know where they're hosting all those fans in Russia because there's no hotels, and I don't know what the Mexicans are eating when they're in Russia. I can't <laughs> figure that out either. What I like is the coverage is that they're not doing almost any local color because my assumption is there is none. You know, they yeah. do, they keep showing like one <laughs> shot of red square and like nothing about the host country, which I'm cool with. So, okay. uh, so, okay. but I'm excited that the knockout rounds are starting pretty soon. But okay, got to get my team through to the knockout rounds. Mexico. So uh, that's it. Okay, so we are good. We're good to go here. What a full show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We always appreciate your support at Satellite Sisters. Anything you need from the show. We have lots of show links this week. All those articles we mentioned and things. Liz does a complete write-up at SatelliteSisters.com. We encourage you to go there if you're looking for anything. That's (laughs) the place to start, people. Yes. That's the place to start.
And don't forget, call your satellite system.